This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute. Jurassic Park Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1993 film Jurassic Park Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. No, I'm Brady. And today we're here to bring you minute number 38 of Jurassic Park. How are you doing over there? <laughs> Did you swallow something? Yeah. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm better. Um, no, I'm, I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good, too. Uh, it's funny how when you do this much talking at one point in time, you start to, you know, all of a sudden you don't know you realize that you have like spit in your mouth, you know, or your vocal cords are sore or something like that. And you, you get to a moment like you just did there a second ago and yeah. everything kind of goes <laughs> sideways. But right. I'm glad we made it through it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, all right. We got a couple of new characters we're going to be introduced to today. So you want to go ahead and get into minute number 38? Let's do it. Let's do it. In the previous minute, we got a round of issues on the park from the three scientists invited to see the island. Malcolm, Ellie, and Grant all brought up problems they had with the park. At minute number 38, Dr. Grant has just stated that dinosaurs and man have been thrown together after 65 million years apart. He questions how they can possibly know what to expect next. At 38.11, Hammond laughs and says that he cannot believe it. Hammond motions towards Grant and says that he was brought to defend Hammond, and now the only one on his side is the blood-sucking lawyer. At 38.19, the camera cuts over to Gennaro, who says, Thank you. At 38.22, an attendant walks over to John Hammond and whispers something into his ear. After a few seconds, Hammond smiles. Hammond stands and says, They're here. At 38.29, we cut to a shot underneath the T-Rex skeleton in the visitor center lobby. The group is seen walking down the staircase. Hammond says that the four of them are going to have a spot of company in the park and spend some time with their target audience. At 38.36, we cut to a ground-level shot where a couple of children are running towards the camera, yelling, Grandpa! Hammond throws his arms open and yells, Kids! The kids run up the staircase and knock Hammond down. The kids are Lex and Tim, Hammond's grandkids. The camera pans up to Ellie, who is smiling. Grant looks scared. At 3851, we cut to an exterior shot of the Jurassic Park Visitor Center. A pair of modified Eddie Bauer edition Ford Explorers pull up to the Visitor Center front. Hammond asks the group to confirm how nice the cars are. And thus ends minute number 38 of Jurassic Park. So yeah, we get to see uh, Tim and Lex here, right? Uh, In this minute, we get what a lot of this franchise is is for, and that's that's kids. It's little kids. And we finally get our, you know, children characters. Um... And it kind of frustrates me because, you know, it works in this movie. It really does. But we have just had this awesome moment where we've got a bunch of adults sitting around debating, like, ethics and stuff that I'm more interested in. I think, mm-hmm. honestly, I was more interested in as a kid when I saw this movie, too. Yeah. But uh, I remember seeing this movie and seeing the kids come along and being like, oh, great, here we go. Yeah. Even though I had read the book and I knew it was going to happen, uh, the kids, I was like, oh, this is just going to make the movie stupid and for kids, even though I was a child at the time yeah. of 13. Yeah. Well, I want to get into that. Um, but first off, let's uh, point them out. This is Tim and Lex, Tim and Lex Murphy, who are yeah. Hammond's uh, grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And he mentions, uh, or Restagno mentions earlier in the movie that Hammond's daughter is getting a divorce. Now, right, yeah. There's a big, I don't want to call it a big subplot, but it's mentioned a lot in the book uh, that Tim and Lex's parents are getting a divorce. And Tim's dad was like a real piece of work who didn't care about um, Tim's interest in dinosaurs and everything. Hey, later on in the movie, Grant says something like, did your dad ever build you a treehouse? And Tim says no. So it's, it, they kind of go back to it there. Yeah. So anyway, it was it was kind of a prevalent thing in the book was all this talk of their parents getting a divorce. Right, yeah. Um, I remember it being a heavy, heavy plot yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's I guess it's kind of a good reason to have them there um, to put them in the park. 
this is something they kind of went into in Jurassic World. It was almost like they liked that subplot in the book and they wanted to put it in that movie. And it's it's kind of relevant. The kids who are going there, the son is a dinosaur enthusiast. Their parents are getting a divorce. The parents are sending the kids to the park to get their mind off of it. And they're sending them to uh, one of the people who's like in control of the park. So right. in this case, it would be Hammond. In that case, it's their Aunt Claire. Um, so it was it was strange that they picked that thing to kind of echo in that in that movie. Well, it makes sense too. Uh, you know, in this one, the kids are really kind of a stand-in for Grant's character arc. You know, uh, he oh, doesn't yeah, like yeah. children, so now he has to be with a couple of kids. It's like the bottle episode. Well, not a bottle episode, but you know, on like an episode of a sitcom where they two character two they take two characters that don't like each other and they find a way for them to be stuck together for the course of an episode. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it interesting. Lost was a great show like that. You'd always have two characters and like, hey, let's do an episode with Claire and Locke. And we're going to throw them together for a three-episode arc and have them come out. So that's what Lex and Tim's purpose in this movie is, is yeah. really for Grant's storytelling. So in Jurassic World, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was really like the younger brother was like autistic, right? Uh, that's, yeah. I think that's what they uh, were kind the of idea. hanging I, at. I, I yeah, believe, and then yeah. the older brother kind of had to find his humanity by being a big brother yeah. and not chasing, you know, girls around when he's promised a girl at the beginning of the movie that he yeah, won't talk to back or girls. Yeah. You know, anyway, but uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's that's kind of their purpose here in this movie is really for yeah. Grant's uh, character arc. So not just there to make the movie appeal to a you know children's audience, right. but to give Grant, uh, yeah. But yeah, you you do also want to have a cipher for all the little boys and little girls that are yeah, seeing this movie. Yeah, definitely. So okay, hey, what's up? You know, Malcolm later on says he loves kids and all this, and then whenever. They're yeah. showing all the uh, the adult men looking down the steps at him. He's got this big frown on his face. Come on, dude. But um, yeah, so Tim and Lex are played by Joseph Mazzello, who was in Jurassic Park, and they had a cameo in uh, The Lost World. Uh, he was also in The River Wild, which is a really fun movie. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he was um, his career, he didn't really do a whole lot for a few years, or he was active, but uh, not in anything that mainstream. Star Kid. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And so then he shows up in the movie The Social Network a couple of years ago, which was this you know highly regarded film. Um, and he was playing Dustin Moskovitz, I believe is how you pronounce it, who was one of the guys involved in the creation of Facebook. Related to Fievel Moskovitz, yes. <laughs> there you go. He actually auditioned for the part of Mark Zuckerberg, too. So, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, he was also in a television series a few years ago called The Pacific. It was a World War II drama produced mm-hmm. by Steven Spielberg. So, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, he's had uh, quite a comeback. He's really good in Jurassic Park. You know, he kind of oh, plays great, the, yeah. the timid kid who's... Uh, kind of annoying at the beginning and he really gets the crap beat out of him in this movie that more than anybody really else does, like man. at the end of the movie where he's like go he sees that jello and he's going oh, to eat it and he's like yeah. dragging his foot behind him <laughs> and he's like all I want to do is eat this yeah. pudding and jello there's a there's a moment later on um and we'll get to it whenever we get to the T-Rex scene but he the car's been flipped over he's like you know pinned down by the seat or whatever and the uh T-Rex is looking in through the car and there's there's a shot of him uh like crying and screaming and it's really effective. I mean, it looks like really real yeah. uh, terror. That he turned this, it on for that. Yeah. So um, he was actually cast in this because he tried out for the little boy and Hook, but was too young. And Spielberg, oh, really? Yeah, he really liked working with him and, uh, or, you know, like what he had to offer and said, you know, the next movie I make, I'm bringing you back for. Well, he, he definitely got the better end of that deal yeah. being in Jurassic Park. Right. And so for Lex, we have Ariana Richards, who was in Jurassic Park, The Lost World, and Tremors. And she uh, was also in uh, Angus after this, wasn't she? Was she? Am I thinking of her? Or am I thinking of Kristen Stewart? I don't know. Hey, I'm going to look that up. Yeah, look that up, because that's extremely important. Uh, Angus Minute, somebody get on that. Um, don't, don't. Yeah, please don't. But um, she's also an accomplished, a very accomplished artist as well. So uh, reversing their ages as they were in the book for the film was, was a cool touch so that they could get both of these actors in there. Ariana Richards? Uh, yeah. Yeah, she was in Angus. Well, there you go. There you go. I don't know why I remembered that. <sighs> awesome. 
So in this movie, we have Tim and Lex. In the next movie, we have Malcolm's daughter, uh, who, you know, uh, stows away and goes to the island. In the third movie, we have that little kid that lives inside of the airplane and throws jars of piss at dinosaurs. Uh, And then in the fourth movie, we have the two kids uh, in Jurassic World. It's kind of funny how each one of these movies finds a way to pull kids in as part of the yeah. as part of the adult story. You know, like right? in Jurassic Park three, uh, it's uh, oh David Duchovny's wife, uh, forget her Taylor name, Taylor yeah. beautiful woman, uh, and. Uh, William H. Macy. Thank you very much yeah. for the parents in that one. You what know, a and, cast. Man. Uh, yeah, it really is. Cast. Yeah, but it's funny too because uh, Grant doesn't marry Ellie because she wants kids and he doesn't. Okay, and that's the whole point Don't of Jurassic Park. Don't even 3. get me started. Oh well, I'm going to. Damn it. Okay, so right. you're started. What? Oh, nothing. Just the, the whole conceit of the damn thing. It's yeah, getting, well, now, I know they they put it in there to give his character some edge and motivation and everything like that. But, you, but you would think at the end of this movie that he would have like lightened up a little bit towards children. Maybe that's how hard off he was against having kids or children in general. Is he like went from like a total point of despising them to being like I could be around children, but okay. I'm not going to be a father. Which, to it's them. not a huge thing in Jurassic Park three his distaste of children. But I no, guess no, it's, no. It's, but it's, it's I mean it's kind of the reason they didn't get married because the first thing he does is go to visit his ex girlfriend and she's. Hanging, he's hanging out with her kid in the backyard. Really? I just would have assumed that uh, she left for old State Department. No, I think it was probably because of the kid. What? Because that's what she has. She has the yeah, child in there, kid, but... and he's completely uncomfortable about right, it. That's right. why they really broke want to up. get into this. Yeah. Okay, yeah, gloves are coming off. Okay, no, no, no. Grant and Ellie did not get together, or excuse me, did not separate because of some damn kid. They absolutely did. No, they didn't. They that separated the because she found a better relationship and the guy from the State Department, and Grant couldn't handle it. And then she probably said, "You know what? Hit the bricks, dude." Well, listen. There was a, a quite a bit of time between Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park 3. So I'm thinking the problem here is that it was discussed ad nauseum. And then at some point, she came da- he came downstairs and she was packing her bags. Okay, you know what? Let's take a look at the divorce rate in this country, all right? Uh-huh. By, by the, what is it right now? 70-30? Or is uh, I think it's at least 50-50, yeah. Oh, 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 no way. It's more than that. But at the time of this movie... Uh, I'm sure it was big enough for for. Oh, this real is coming people. like right out of the '80s, you I know, mean, when like a no-fault divorce was actually introduced well, as okay, a law, okay, you know. Enough. So there was a lot of divorces going on. So fair I don't enough. think. Listen, I don't think that people are just going out there willy-nilly and getting divorced over like uh, you know no reason they get bored with each other so much as in this relationship. I'm saying they're in love. Ellie Statler is clearly in love with him. The way she's joking around with him in the movie about having kids—it's something she's always talking about. Don't you want to have some kids? Don't we have some kids? Then we see them divorced, and what does she have? A newborn baby kid. A kid. By the way, another kid in the sandbox. A kid who who saves his life later in the movie. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> and it's a, what, not even a one-year-old or something like that. Who knows yeah. how to use a phone? Okay, look, look. look. It, we all know that it was like the sandbox. You know, she didn't want to... He, he didn't want a sandbox. She wanted the sandbox, and they just couldn't handle it, so they, they got a divorce. Uh, so anyway, um, let's see. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about the uh, tour vehicles. Yeah. So that is the uh, Eddie Bauer uh, edition Ford Explorer. It's been modified to have that plexiglass kind of dome on top of it so you mm-hmm. can see dinosaurs. They're so badass. Yeah, uh, God, Ford, awesome. Ford never uh, improved on that 1993, 1994 Eddie Bauer design. They really didn't. They, they let it be its own moment in time. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I actually had one in high school. I, I drove one. I was uh, after, Not painted. Let's let the uh, listeners know. It wasn't it was painted teal. like this. It was, it was still... It was a pretty good oh, looking no, it car. it was awesome. It was like a green Ford Explorer. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought of every time I saw it was the Jurassic Park car. I so. remember... Uh, Dad got another car, and he was like, uh, "Okay, well, I, I think the one I was driving had broken down, and he got a new one." And was like, "I don't know, you can just you know start using this one as the family car." And oh my god, it was badass! And looking at this one in the movie, uh, what a great tour vehicle! Like yeah, it's seriously. so comfortable looking on the inside. If you're going to be going through like you know the uh, mountains and stuff of a Costa Rican island uh, to see all these dinosaurs, it'd be and, a great. If you had to be in a car for about an hour, slowly going by looking by at dinosaurs, this is probably the best way to do it, especially for that day. In fashion too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now. A couple of years ago, 
I think you and I saw it like within minutes of each other and sent each other a picture on our phones, a text message. Um, there was one of those cars painted exactly like this in the yeah. parking lot of like the, the, the mall. mall or something. Yeah, I think yeah, we went like, to eat somewhere. So and, someone in town has one of those cars. Yeah, but okay, so there's there's two guys with Jurassic Park cars in town. There's the guy who what? has the Ford Explorer that I don't think it has the pexiglass roof because that would take a lot. But the paint job yeah. on it was very close to the one in the movie. It's real, very impressive. And another guy has a Jeep Grand Cherokee that he just like threw a Jurassic Park symbol on the side really? of it. So it's like a dark green, like 1990s uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee with the Jurassic Park logo on oh, it. Dude, you got some work And I wanted to go like, man, no, this is not the same thing. Uh, a friend of mine, a uh, listener of the show, Mr. David Cole yeah. uh, is his name. He sent me a, some, a link to like a Reddit post. And it was all about this guy who had like a hybrid car and he needed to fix the battery on it. The battery went out. David sends me this thing. It's this long thing. I read the whole thing, and I'm like, well, this is kind of interesting. Hey, that's pretty cool. I sent it back like, that's a really funny story. It was actually interesting to read, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know really what the point of it was. He's like, uh, and you didn't notice anything funny about the last picture? So I looked at the last picture, and it's the car with its hood up, like in the guy's yard, and right next to it is the Ford Explorer from Jurassic what? Park in perfect detail there. And I'm like, what the hell? And there's no reference to it. Nobody ever mentions this thing, but it's right there in the background, yeah. you know, painted perfect and everything. Like, I guess this guy's like a car collector or something like wow. that. I don't know. So uh, I thought that was really funny. Well, it but. sounds like he's taken better care of it than Universal has taken care of the ones. Oh, tell actually. me about him. Well, let's see. Uh, a little side note: in the book, they were actually Toyota Land Cruisers. Yeah, the that's right. Four model. Uh, anyway, in the film, the cars have their own names. It's uh, Explorer 04 and Explorer 05. 04 was the one that the T-Rex got to. And apparently, I, I couldn't find any specific information. I'm sure a listener knows what actually happened to these things. But um, one report was that someone was they were looking into the back lot and saw kind of a junkyard almost of cars from their movies, and there were the two of these things just sitting there rotting away. And I figured. There's no way any film studio uh, would let something like that happen to an iconic car like this. But you've seen the big... Uh, the, like, the Mobile Science Center? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. From Lost World has just been completely just thrown out in the desert and let you know left to rot. Now, there are some people right now who are fixing it up. They found it and they're fixing it up. Do you remember... Yep. I don't want to cut you off. You know what I'm talking about? Do you yep. need to finish a thought? Uh, yes, yes. Well, okay, we'll come back to this. Well, another report was that... Uh, that um, the one that's been damaged is actually on the Jurassic Park ride in Universal Studios, California, and oh. it's the one that comes down over the wall. Oh, okay, yeah. So I don't know. And then I think the other one is in Universal Studios, Florida, and you can walk up next to and get your picture taken, which I have one of me as like a I remember that, boy. yeah, yeah. So I don't know which of those is true. I would hope that both of these cars were kept and uh, you know put in use on in terms of the ride and then in the other park. But uh, yeah, but man, isn't that a shame that that studios let stuff like that happen? <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's it's really weird. I, I remember the movie Aliens. They had a, a pretty much every prop from that movie in the warehouse, and they needed to make space, and they just, like, pushed them all out to the curb. Mm -hmm. Somebody noticed it, and they, like, tried to go salvage a bunch of the stuff. Uh, but, you know, studios have to make space for things, yeah. too. But it's funny because they spend so much money making that stuff, and sometimes they can repurpose it. Like, we talked about the Street and Blade Runner was repurposed into a street in Ghostbusters, if you remember mm -hmm. a model street when the Stay Puft is walking down. Yeah. And you see a lot of stuff show up over and over again. So they're really smart about some stuff. And then some stuff, it's just... It's it's probably too much of a hassle. And yeah, you know? like, in, what's the purpose? Well, yeah, I would say like now uh, you would find people all over this world with money That's who would right. buy that no problem. I mean, like if I had if I had ten thousand dollars to burn and they were offering the you know the unusable, undrivable prop from the movie, I'd probably buy yeah. it. It'd be awesome just to have in your house or whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's hard to keep 
to keep track of that stuff, to keep cataloged all the props for movies, and it's very, very difficult to keep them in uh, in a non-rusting order. So that's right. Now I stopped you a second ago, and we need to talk about this for a second. Yeah, we're you gonna come back. I, we're gonna come back to some tour vehicle information, uh, but you go ahead. You and I were. Where were we going? Were we driving to Florida? I, I think it was like North Louisiana or something. It was I, I something can't like that. Yeah. We're on the road. In the Just, interstate, middle of nowhere. Would have been like 1998, probably. Uh, we're driving somewhere. I don't know where we're going. It's But we're on like I-10. Like I, You know what? I'm pretty sure it was to Florida. So let's just say it, Florida. Okay. So we're going to Florida. The science trailer from Jurassic Park 2 is driving down the interstate. Uh, and this is, I don't know that it would be a prop or whatever. I don't know if it was like an educational thing that was maybe going around to like promote the movie and teach kids about dinosaurs or something. It was a while after the movie Jurassic World had, excuse me, uh, Lost World had come out. Yeah, it was a while. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like in the movie. It had that accordion style like middle and everything. I mean, it had to be one of the versions they made for the movie because I think they destroy one of those things in the yeah, movie and, too. and I can't imagine a fan going and making something on this scale. But uh, I remember looking at it and being like, what the hell is this? Where is this thing going? Did it say the Lost World on it? I, I can't remember. I don't think it did. I, I think, think it was it like... I think it was like straight up from the movie. But it was definitely like from the movie. Like you saw it and you knew absolutely yeah, like that's yeah. from the Lost but World. But it's in the middle of like driving through... Mississippi or something like yeah, that. Yeah, would have Mississippi, Alabama, something yeah, like that. Like yeah, like why the hell is it there? And yeah, it was strange. It was very bizarre. So uh, yeah, so that's so wherever the hell that thing is, if you're the person who was driving that and if you want to get in touch with us, let us know at uh, JurassicParkMinute@gmail.com. I have to know what what was going on yeah. with that thing. What the hell? Yeah. So, so you got anything else? Yes. Let's get back to the cars for a second. Yeah, yeah go for um, it. So um, a little bit more on the cars. Uh, the original exp- tour vehicle Explorer is actually in Jurassic Park Three. Believe it or not, there's a quick really? shot. Yeah, it's a quick shot of Grant and uh, William H Macy and Taylor Leone just hauling ass, running away from something, and there's a like a broken down one, kind of off to the side, and I believe it is the one that the T Rex pushed over the side in the first film. Um, so for Comic Con 2014, Colin Trevorrow tweeted out an exclusive uh, poster just for Comic Con uh, for Jurassic World by an artist named Mark Englard. It's really cool, and it features uh, an, the overturned car at the base of the tree uh, with a raptor kind of perched on top, and then in the wheel well of the car is uh, a little nest with some eggs in it. Mm. And then the in the background, you see Jurassic World being constructed. So I had heard that we were going to be going back to some of the original sites from the first film, and I was like, oh my God, this, if the director of the movie is you know tweeting this out, that must mean that we're going to go check this thing out too. So it was kind of misleading, but... Yeah. You know, a very cool poster. Yeah, is, was that one of those Mondo posters? I believe so, yeah. yeah it's yeah. by Mark Englart, a Comic-Con exclusive Jurassic World poster. So go go search it. It's, it's very cool. Yeah, those I, I love those uh, specific posters they get by artists like that. So some of the coolest stuff. I wish... I had infinite wall space and money. I would get everything, every little thing they do. You're so good looking. We got anything else for this minute? That's it for me. I think that's about it for me as well, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you again tomorrow on a Friday show for minute number 39. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And until next time, hold on to your butts. Jurassic Park Minute is a fan-supported podcast. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at JurassicParkMinute at gmail.com and visit us online at JurassicParkMinute.com, Facebook.com slash JurassicParkMinute, and Twitter.com slash JurassicMinute. You've been listening to a Pele Media Podcast. For premium content and exclusive podcasts, visit us at Patreon.com slash Pele Media. 
check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pele Media and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Pele Media.